Well, amen. Glory to God. Good morning to you. It's podcast day. Uh, Pastor Rich here. Say hello to you first before we get going. Uh, Let me pray for you too. Uh, Let's just uh, get ready, position ourselves in faith uh, to receive from God. Amen. Lord, we just pray now that we'd have ears to hear. Uh, We pray, Holy Spirit, that you move mightily in our midst this morning, that you would help us, give us insight, understanding, and wisdom in Jesus' mighty name. And we block now and, and put a blockade up against any demon spirit, any lies from the enemy. In Jesus' name, we exalt your name, Lord. Amen. Well, God bless you once again, podcast day. I'm excited. I like these days. We have talked about it on different times, several times, that we need to add some days, and I think it's about time to do so. Now, let me hear from you on that. Amen. But I want to get into the scripture concerning uh, combating demon forces we've been dealing with uh, throughout the weeks. Uh, You know, the attacks of Satan, how he tries to attack, and, and on and on and on. And I'm about done talking about his little attacks and his little ploys and different things. And I'm ready now. I'm not ready, but we've, we've kind of uh, switched. And now we're dealing with uh, how do we overcome, you know, our, our offenses. Uh, get off the defense and let's get on the offense and let's combat and now uh, win and take back uh, everything that Satan has stole from us. All the pain he's put us uh, through and on and on it goes. So... Go with me to Galatians 3.13 as we get into the subject of faith uh, today. But Galatians 3.13 and 14 are a good foundation of faith. Um, Also listen to uh, this last Sunday morning, I dealt with the subject of faith uh, uh, at New Way Church. And then last Wednesday night, I began dealing with the subject of faith and please excuse my voice today. I guess I strained it a little bit, and it's being a little uh, goofy. I'll get some uh, hot uh, water or coffee in it, and it'll be just fine. Amen. But in Galatians 3.13, it says, Christ hath, uh, so th- that's put us in from the past into the future. This is already taking place. Christ hath redeemed me from the curse of the law, being made a curse for me, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come on me through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promises of the Spirit through faith. Now, you've been made an able participant or a receiver of the promises of the blessing of the favor of God through the work that Jesus accomplished on the cross of Calvary. Now, I know I changed that a little bit. I made it more personal, went from uh, us to me. And when you read that, you ought to put me in there, your name in there, and personalize that and understand uh, that he's made you an able uh, recipient to receive everything. Come on, say that with me. Just kind of uh, put your head back, look up, shake you, and put your hands out a little bit, and, and and just get a revelation. Everything, everything that God's word uh, has stated, or God has stated in His word, that it, it you uh, have been given the uh, the right to receive, to be a recipient of it. Uh, every blessing of Abraham, uh, you have the right to it uh, through faith in Jesus Christ, through the work that Jesus did on the cross of Calvary. Uh, you have the right to healing. You have the right to peace. You have the right to joy. Come on now. You have the right to sound-mindedness. Uh, you have the right to financial blessing. You have the right to debt freedom. You have the right, the right, the right, the right. 
Come on, say amen to that. Uh, Through the work of Jesus, God has given you the doorway. Jesus is the doorway. His sacrifice, his death, uh, his life, his death, his burial, his resurrection, and you accepting it has given you the right to enter into, uh, come on, uh, the abilities of God, the promises of God for your life. I don't know about you, but that just uh, preached myself happy and makes me happy. Amen. Now, I want to deal with two forces. I got into this a little on uh, Sunday, and I think we need to deal with it a little more today. Uh, Faith, write this down if you're a note taker, uh, so you can meditate it or think on it a little more and and get some more wisdom or get some more uh, revelation concerning this matter. It's an important matter. Uh, Both faith and fear are extreme forces. Both faith and and fear are extreme forces. Now, the uh, Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. So faith in God is uh, fueled and powered by the kingdom of God and by the authority of God. So that, that would be a, a high uh, force or a, a high operation or a high ability, an extreme ability. Well, then you take fear and you say, well, there's no way that fear uh, can be as high as the, the, the force that faith has or you know, as high as the force of faith. But the answer is uh, when you take uh, fear, uh, you remove yourself from faith. So it's not that fear has more power than faith. It's that you have to remove yourself from the knowledge of God's word. You have to remove yourself from the ability of the kingdom of God. And, and and now you place yourself under a force, but it's a lesser force. But in your life, you you become, I would, we could say it like this, you become self-deceived. So in your life, you really believe that uh, fear has the power and the ability uh, to, to reign and to rule uh, your decisions, to manipulate you and your decisions. Now, uh, when you get into fear or you, you, you meditate fear and you think about fear, it, it's not that it has the power and ability. It's that in, in that thought, in that uh, imagination, then you bring it into the, the conscience realm uh, and you can, you can think about it. You meditate it and you meditate it. Uh, you now give it power over your life and you now build it or create, uh, uh, you know, a force or a power that wasn't initially there. But it's taken your imagination uh, to build this thing, that, that it has, you know, actual ability, that the lie of Satan, the deception of Satan, uh, you now have taken into the realm of the imagination, into the conscience realm that God has given you uh, to create, uh, you know, uh, and build on faith and to, to you know, grow faith. Uh, you've incorrectly taken fear into that mechanism, and you've created now this great giant. Uh, come on now, I'm preaching better than what you're saying. This great giant of fear uh, that we have no business as believers operating in. It'd be like this, you know. We could say uh, we could put fear in in the witchcraft uh, column. Uh, it, uh, you know, dabbling in fear would be dabbling now in a sense here, and I don't want you to get weird about, uh, you know, hey, pastor's getting weird. No, you can take and you can put uh, faith in the column of God, obviously, because Jesus is the author and finisher of it. But if Satan's the author and finisher of fear, 
you put that in like the, the black arts, black magic column. So you've got to dabble in some real, uh, you know, you know, evil if you're going to mess around and if you're going to be manipulated by fear. Uh, come on now, preaching pretty good. Uh, let's go. Let me go back to Joshua here in a moment. Now, the, the Lord put this as I was prepared. I don't prepare real long for these um, these uh, podcasts, but I prepare every day, so it's it's not like I'm I'm not ready. But uh, in pre podcast prayer and seeking God concerning uh, what He'd have me to say to you today, uh, I I got this thought concerning Joshua and Caleb. Now, I'll allude to it. Some of you know the story. Um, Moses takes, uh, Moses rather, uh, hold on. Let me get to the scripture. Uh, we get here in, into Joshua and we see where uh, 12 spies are chosen to go out and to spy the land. Now, they were, they were called to go in and to reference what God had already told them. So God said, you go in the land, uh, you look and see that the land uh, is flowing with milk and honey, and then you bring back a good report. Now, nowhere in there did it say, uh, you bring back, you know, you take it through your ability, uh, you take it through your mindset, and then you come up with an idea and then convey the idea to the people and said, no. I'm telling you, God would say this now in the 13th chapter of Numbers. I'm telling you, there's a land and it flows with milk and honey, and I'm giving it to you. You go 12, uh, one representative of each tribe, the 12 tribes of Judah. You go into that land and you bring back the report and tell them that God has told the truth. Now, when they went into that land, two of them, Stayed within the boundaries or the uh, within the force of faith or protected uh, the word of God, and obviously ten of them uh, allowed something in that land uh, to to cause fear to rise up on the inside of them. So now ten come out full of fear, operating in the force of fear, and manipulated an entire nation, uh, all of the tribes now. Uh, were manipulated by that force or, or, or driven or turned or steered uh, by that force in such a way that they did not inherit what God had already prepared for them. Come on now, I'm preaching pretty good. Now, a lot of times uh, I see a lot of Christians, they'll get in faith concerning a matter. They get out of faith because they lack patience. I'm going to look up a scripture here. Let me help me help me find my phone. Uh, they look up. Uh, uh, they get it out of faith because uh, of patience. They 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 lack uh, patience, and when they lack patience, um, what happens is is they go they get to the place. Um, hold on here. Uh, they get to a place where they let fear creep in, and when fear creeps in it'll begin to completely and totally uh, mess with your faith. Uh, you know, faith doesn't need any other element uh, to, to be, you know, real or... Um... Let me read this to you. Hebrews ten 36, we'll get back to that thought. For you need uh, have need of patience 
Another scripture, King James, New King James says, For you have need, this is Hebrews 10, 36, For you have need of endurance, you have need of patience, so that after you have done the will of God, that ye may receive the promise. Now, what is the will of God? Well, after you've gained faith, understanding on what to do, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. After you've gained the information concerning what to do, the Bible says now you need to add to it patience, or you need to bring in the element of patience, which which gives you longevity concerning the matter. Uh, patience, uh, patience, true, uh, you know, God patience or faith or, or hope in God, you know, within that hope is a confidence, which is patience. When you operate in a, a true patience concerning the truth, or you engage in the the word of God into faith in such a way that your spirit uh, gets into patience concerning the matter, you remove the what ifs, you remove the why didn't it happen, you remove the calendar, you remove the clock, uh, you, you know, come on, are you here? Say amen. But a lot of Christians, they'll believe something for a limited time. And when that time expires that they put on it, uh, they go ahead and say, well, it, it never really was real in the first place. I was just trying it, but now since I tried it and it didn't work the way someone told me or the pastor or on and on it goes, it didn't work for me the way they said it should work, uh, I, I'm going to default to uh, it was wrong in the first place. No, what has happened now is fear has crept in. Uh, fear that, uh, you know, my faith isn't going to, you know, reward me. My faith isn't going to uh, manifest the promise. Come on, I'm preaching it a little better than what you're saying. I'd like a better amen for it. Amen. Let's look at this. So, <coughs> excuse me. <clears throat> I recently uh, got a, a, a message from a, a person that came to our church. They came to our church. And it was the greatest thing since sliced bread to them. Oh, they couldn't say enough about the church. They couldn't say enough about the ministry. Oh, there needs to be one of these churches on the corner in every state, every city of America. Oh, pastor, you're, you know, you're a godsend, and on and on it goes. Well, then they figured out that when Dr. Seville came, that we were linked up with, Dr., with Kenneth Copeland because Dr. Seville's relationship. And uh, all of a sudden, they disappeared. So we inquired, you know, why they disappeared. And they, their response to our inquiry of why they disappeared, their answer to our response, was that we believed in, uh, you know, faith, receiving God's word, standing on God's word, and then releasing the ability of God's word with our mouth, which, according to Mark 4, that's the kingdom of God or the system of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God, come on, let's put our eyes on this. Let's stay on, on task here. Don't get caught off and start trying to figure out who, who wrote the letter and who the person was. That's not the important part. The important part is, is we, we keep fear uh, out of our faith. Can you say amen? So uh, Mark uh, 4th, chapter Mark 26, starting 26, it says, and he, Jesus said, so is the kingdom of God, or this is how the kingdom of God works, as if a man should cast seed, not with his hand, with his mouth. So words become seeds, your mouth becomes a hand. 
than as a man should cast seeds into the ground and should uh, sleep and rise night and day. This is patience. This is life. After you cast the seed, you don't mess with it. You go about life. You sleep, you rise night and day, or you stay in the same frame of mind day and night that you did when you sowed the seed. You don't break the covenant. You don't break the contract. You don't break the operation of faith. Once you sow the seed, now you've got to stay within the contract of the ability or the process of that seed. Come on now. Uh, Say amen to that. Uh, So go to bed, get up. Thank God for the harvest. Go to bed, get up. Thank God for the harvest. Go to bed, get up. Go about your day. Throughout your day, glorify, exalt God, and thank God that he's faithful uh, to his word. That's, that's chapter uh, 426, 27, or, or in 27, 28. For the earth bringeth forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, after that the full corn in the ear. So this is simply the kingdom of God, Mark 11, uh, 23 and 24, 23. If you say unto this mountain, say first, if you say unto this mountain, be thou removed. Now, a lot of people want to argue uh, the, the the authority of faith or the force of faith, I didn't deem the force of faith uh, to be great power and authority. That's the force that God gave to us, and he already programmed within it its ability before he gave us the system or allowed us within the system of faith through Jesus Christ. So uh, back to this letter. So this woman said, uh, you know, uh, Dr. Seville is close to Kenneth Copeland, and you're close to Dr. Seville, and Kenneth Copeland's the, 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 you know, the most incorrect one. I didn't say this. This was his letter. You got a problem with my fathers and the faith and my mentors. You got a problem with me. I'm, I'll never fend against uh, true men of God uh, for a wayward sheep or a goat. So, you know, you, you get Dr. Seville's name in your mouth sideways, uh, you know, you got me sideways. Amen. So anyhow, uh, she said, uh, Kenneth Copeland's uh, uh, the biggest problem or the biggest one that thinks you can have what you say. Now, it, yes and no, you can have what you say. A lot of people uh, have what they say. But they never take time to get it into their subconscious or into their heart. So they say out of their, you know, mentally, well, when you say it out of your mind or your conscience, it doesn't have, it, it appears that it doesn't possess great staying power or patience like we just read. It's only when it comes from your beneath, your inner, your sub, your, the heart of a man, the Bible talks about, which comes not only out of your heart, but with, a great inner convictions of the heart that you have staying power uh, to the, the process of God or the process of faith. Uh, that man's not going to be moved. That woman will not be moved. And that man and, and or woman or child will see the operation of faith manifest to them uh, every single time because that's the operation of the kingdom of God or that's the, the, the program. Come on, the intent of the kingdom of God. A man casts seed with his mouth, uh, sows seed into good soil, and good soil will produce some 30, 60, or 100-fold return. Uh, come on, and it's this was a parable, and it was not talking about a farmer planting seed. It was, but the intent was to pull this parable into the spirit realm with help of the Holy Spirit so that you would understand that you gain seed by hearing God's word. Seed go into the bin of your heart. That's not producing anything by herd. 
You receive by hearing. Now you have to begin to act, and acting is casting out of your heart, out of the bin of who you are, the the, the deep, come on, uh, intense of your heart. Uh, you begin to cast seed. Well, that seed's not an apple, peach, pear, corn, uh, you know, tomato, and on and on it goes. No, those seeds are the faith you receive from God's word uh, concerning a, uh, concerning certain subjects. And as you begin to pull them out of the bin of your heart and get them up to the hand of your mouth, the hand of your mouth becomes a broadcaster, scatterer, or a sower on purpose of a specific uh, seed and attach that specific seed is, is a, a specific subject or matter. And you're now expecting after you released it uh, to see that specific subject or matter produce a fruit or a harvest into the natural realm or manifest naturally so it becomes a help or a benefit unto you. Uh, no one would go to, let's say, down to Tractor Supply and say, well, I don't think it's going to work, but I'd like to have a peach tree uh, next year. And, uh, or let's say, uh, uh, yeah, peaches are good. They grow in North Florida. I'm going to have a peach tree next year. I'm going to go grab a little sack of, a little sack of peaches, uh, uh, peach seeds, and I'm going to grab some dirt and a pot and some fertilizer and a little water, you know, uh, bucket. And then get home, go put the dirt in your shed, the water bucket in your shed, put the seeds on the shelf, and, and then act surprised next year when you look outside in the backyard and there's no peaches because you never took them out of the package, put them in the dirt, watered the dirt, and, and uh, then, you know, obviously would have an expectation for the fruit. No, that's not how it works. Uh, a seed never produces in the package or in the sack. So you got to go now uh, what, you've, what you've received to be true. You know that there's ability when you go grab that sack of peach seeds, you know that there's ability within that seed to produce the fruit of its own kind. Uh, there's no doubt about that. You understand that. You've been taught that. It's been, you know, uh, placed on the inside of you uh, through life, uh, through teaching, and on it, go on it goes. You know the operation of seed. And that's why Jesus used this parable. So you know that you're going to have to take it out of the package, a seed or two, place them in soil. You know that you're going to have to put water on soil, and you know that immediately within, I don't know, 48 hours, 72 hours, you're going to see some kind of sprout of that seed because God has deemed that the seed, when it's sown, will automatically produce, and no man knows how or why. Now, scientists, or not scientists, but uh, uh, botanists, I, guess, I don't know what the correct terminology would be there, uh, they call it a process of germination, which I, I believe it to be, but no man can tell you why. Unless you read the scripture and figure out the why is because God told the seed to operate that way, and the seed is in, in, in obedience to God. And when you sow a seed, it goes to work to produce. If you throw a seed in a pile of rocks or on a sidewalk, that seed's going to start looking for a crack 
or a hole or access to dirt so it can obey God and begin to produce. Now, if it finds a crack or a hole and it gets access to dirt, it'll put a root down and begin to suck nutrients from the dirt and it'll begin to produce. According to the scripture, though, the problem is unless it has good soil, it's exposed to the elements. But that doesn't change the fact that the seed was created by God to do a certain thing, and the seed does its very best to obey God under any and every condition. I'm preaching better than what you're saying. Amen. So back to these two forces, when you get the information concerning faith, it's not that we're we're overriding the Scripture. We're not perverting the Scripture. We're operating in the way that God told us to operate. Gain faith, understanding information through hearing, preaching, teaching of God's word, and then begin to release out of our heart or the seed bin of our life, begin to release those words, and those words are seeds when they're released, and God said, they'll produce unto you. Now, it's funny to me how people can look at someone, now, I'm not going to put myself in the class of Kenneth Copeland or... Uh, or Dr. Seville or, you know, Mark T. Barclay, you know, I'm a product of or a up-and-coming product of, if you will, uh, 51 years old in April 19th, so I'm not a young man. I'm not an old man. I'm kind of in between somewhere. Amen. And I've been around a while. I've been in the Scripture for almost 30 years now, uh, so I'm not a novice at this. But if you take a look at true men and women of faith, their life is together. And then you take someone who doesn't like uh, how their life is together, and they begin to judge it. But the people that usually judge the lives of people like me, their lives are usually a mess. And for me, it's very easy. If you're going to look for someone uh, to help you in the area of finances, you're not going to go find a broke person saying what you want to hear to help you get from where you presently are financially. So uh, you'd go find someone that has uh, their finances together or, or are beyond you financially or have information beyond you financially to help you go to new levels. And then you're not going to defend your level if you're in poverty, let's say, or lack or, or extreme lack. Uh, if you begin to defend your extreme lack, and this person's trying to help you up, but you don't like the way, the pathway that they've chosen to go up. Well, you're just self-deceived. You're a fool. Come on now, I'm preaching pretty good. But to me, you look at someone's life as a model, especially next to the scripture. The Bible says to try the scriptures, know every 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 uh, spirit, try the spirit. But if you go ahead and look, the Bible says to look and see if they bear fruit or what kind of fruit they're bearing. Um, you can look at my life. You're not going to see sin in my life. You're not going to see uh, poverty in my life. You're not going to see lack in my life. You're not going to see doom and gloom in my life. You're not going to see confusion. You're not going to see alcohol and tobacco and drugs and abuse in my life. You're going to see the fruit of God's word in my life. So if you're going to judge something about me, you got to judge it by the fruit or lack thereof that I uh, that I possess. But you can't judge it according to the opinion or what you think is right and wrong. 
because your emotions or your opinions or, or, or your ignorance concerning a matter or wrongful teaching. Come on, I'm preaching better. This is what God said, not what I said. But you can't let your faith be corrupt. You can't have uh, your faith corrupted by fear or by worry or by uh, wandering or by confusion. You've got to protect uh, the, the fullness of the word of God that comes to you. And you've got to protect the integrity of God's word. Can you say amen? I, I want to end like this. I hope I'm helping somebody uh, you know, get on a new level of faith and begin to believe up from where you presently are. Number one, you got to have a continual intake concerning the word of God. If you're going to believe, you got to give yourself something to believe. So you got to have a Bible intake, continual, constant, consistent Bible intake. Uh, number two, once you get it in the bin of your heart, take time to get it down deep on the inside. You settle it, whether you believe it or not. Uh, you know, don't get ahead of yourself. Don't hear it today and, and you know, spout off at the mouth tomorrow. You can, but it seems like there's more staying power, sticking power than longevity. So you get that word rooted in your heart, good. Let them roots go down. Let them take root. Get a, let them get a stronghold. And, and then out of that, that good foundation, uh, you, became, you become a skillful, uh, professional conveyor or seed sower of God's word and be very careful in the way that you sow it. You want to sow it accurately with the scripture of God in line with the scripture of God. Don't add to it. Don't take away from it. Don't puff it up. Don't deflate it. Uh, you know, protect the integrity of it and convey it in that way. Come on, say amen to that. And then become a, a, a great person of patience and understand I've sowed it, God said it, that settles it, I'll wait as long as I have to, as short or as long as I have to, and it doesn't matter either way because I know the faithfulness, the goodness of my God, and I know his word is true, it's accurate, it's true, and he's not a man that he should lie to me. Come in, can you say amen to that? And then you stand there, you stand on your confession, you don't leave it, you undergird it, day and night, get up, I sowed for that. Uh, I, you know, I'm in a, I've moved from the sewing line and I am now into the receiving line and it's almost my turn. Say, well, glory to God. I hope I truly helped you. I'll give you some other scriptures to meditate. Now go ahead and meditate concerning faith. Hebrews 11, uh, one through six. Uh, you can meditate Mark 11, 22 through 24. Uh, you can meditate, uh, Romans, um, 4, 15, 16, 17, 18. Um, I mean, I can go on and on and on concerning faith. You can meditate Mark uh, 4, 26 through 32. Um, that's, that's a pretty good start I've given you. But meditate these things, you know, and understand you can meditate James uh, chapter 1, James chapter 3. Uh, talks about faith without works is dead. Uh, you know, and on and on it goes, but meditate these scriptures, then meditate after you get the mechanism of faith, then you can go ahead and meditate a scripture for financial blessing. Find out if God wants you financially blessed. Find out if God wants you financially uh, healed. Find out if God wants you financially uh, or, or mentally sound. Find out if God wants you to have good relationships. Find out if God wants you to walk in peace. Find out if God wants you to walk in favor. And then you begin to bring these elements together 
Not only do you possess the seed, but you possess the container to hold it. You you possess the sower to sow it. Uh, you possess, Come on, are you here? The water to water it, uh, and on and on it goes. And you're going to see the goodness, the faithfulness, or the return of God's word uh, in your life. Well, God bless you. Uh, Richard Summerlin here, richardsummerlin.com, Richard Summerlin Ministries, uh, newwaychurchfl.com is our church here in Palm Coast, Florida. I love you. Uh, Let me know how this helped you. Get this word out. Share this with somebody. And until next Tuesday, uh, God bless you.